Welcome back, everybody, to the Triangle Anime and Manga Review Podcast. I'm Logan, and me and Ozzy found a way to gain some time through this crazy fall season to actually sit down and record an episode. How are you doing today, Ozzy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, it's nice to be back. Uh, and you're right, fall, I guess it's, I mean, it's the end of summer. It was quite a, quite a crazy season. Uh, you have excuses, actually. Valid excuses. Uh, I just want to take a second. Congratulations, Logan. He's now a married man. This is your first episode as a married man, so be careful what you say. I actually don't think that's true. No, that's true. The last one was right before you got married. Oh, wow. Because I remember you were saying some naughty stuff, and I was like, you can't say this after you get married. Just... Marriage changes in anime. Whoa! Where did you come from? He's the marriage man. <laughs> he's, married. he's checking in on my marriage license. Oh, he's, he's going to tattle on you. He's going to tell Sam everything. Yeah. So, wow, I didn't think that this was my first one since getting married. Well, uh, on that note, uh, this is a special episode, not only because I just got married, but That's also, not why. also because... <laughs> Uh, we have a special guest on us with us today. Honest? Uh, honest with us? I mean... On you? I mean... Sam's really not going to like this podcast. Yeah, that's that's not. Not. <laughs> that I am. I'm sorry. I'm college, college, <laughs> right college was a long time ago. Um, anyway, so this is uh, Colin. Do you want to tell us about yourself, Colin? Hi, audience. <laughs> this is Colin. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I've been watching anime, oh gosh, for... Over like two decades, probably. Um, you know, starting with your normal like Saturday morning cartoons like Pokemon and um, Yu-Gi-Oh, and worked my way through uh, you know Toonami and Adult Swim. The stuff. good stuff. The good stuff, exactly. This yeah. actually makes me wonder what was my first anime? Was it Digimon? Might have been Zoids. I don't oh man, uh, Zoids! I remember waking up can at like I, six I, in the morning to watch Zoids because that was the only time it came mm-hmm. on. Right? Can I can I curse on this podcast? Yes, by all means. I fucks please. with Zoids. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. fucks with. Who doesn't fuck with a liger? Well, wait, 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 exactly. wait, wait. The original or the new version? Wait. Oh, the original. I okay. think. Yeah. I don't know. The, liger and Liger Zero, and is that the original? That was my favorite. Yeah, I think the one where they like. What was it? They had the like the animal that fused with the liger or whatever. The so liger not that was... one. That's, okay. But I did watch a little bit of that. Yeah, it was yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, I watched the one where you had like the three different forms of liger, like the panzer. Yes. Yes. The the armor. Pan- Dude, I had that as a as a toy, like a well, not toy, but like a, a, a figurine. Figure. Sorry, excuse me, <laughs> a figurine, and that thing was so badass. I love that thing. I, mm-hmm. I love Zoids for sure. I'm kind of sad now. This is making me think like you still haven't played like Armored Core Six. No, and like uh, the Mecha. Fan in me really wants to do do that, so I'll, I'll get to it at some point. But uh, continue, Colin. You were saying? Uh, oh, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I watched a ton of mostly like shonen anime. Um, you know, tons of Dragon Ball and um, of Full Metal Alchemist. Um, just gosh, uh, <laughs> Brotherhood is probably still my favorite series. There you um, go. That's a good favorite. Yeah. I yeah. know. Got controversial, isn't it? <laughs> I know, right? Hot take. <laughs> no, I mean, gosh. No. I think that's still the highest rated on uh, anime list, I think. If not, it must be in the top three. I know there's been times where, like, Fruit Fruits Basket maybe took it. Unless you're also talking about Shonen. Good. Oh, nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's something I did want to get into at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's long. It's Spe- too long? <laughs> Speaking of long, um... The reason we have Colin on here is we're actually here to talk about One Piece. Uh, One Piece as a whole and One Piece 
obviously just released a live action series on Netflix, and so it seemed like as good a time as any, because otherwise we were going to be waiting a while. I don't know how long it's going to be until the next, till One Piece ends, and then they eventually reboot it as Two Piece, and then there will be the new main character, Boofy, who's like, Mm, yeah, I'm No, I mean, it's in its final arc, right? I, I saw recently that it's in the final saga, whatever saga that is, means. Uh, that is what Oda has said, but I mean... Oda I, did say that it was only going to be five years long, but look how mm, long it's yeah. going now. Yeah. It came out in 1997 I, I don't, in what? It's I don't, 30 years. I don't necessarily trust directors. This isn't just anime directors. I don't trust directors in general when they say something. So You, know, you said true. we're in the final arc, and I say big if true. Big if true, and it's gonna be like uh like Attack on Titan, where it's like it's the final arc in the final series of the final chapter of the final episode. God, that's gonna take like a hundred pages. The final season, I swear, exactly. This is the final section three, five of (laughs) twenty. They've got to have like only five chapters left to adapt of Attack on Titan, and they're having a whole nother fucking season. I don't know what they're gonna do with this. I I don't know. Nice. I can't wait to not watch it. (laughs) So. I I really struggled with this segment if we even needed it because this is an anime podcast and I feel like everybody should be pretty familiar with what the fuck One Piece is. You would think. But Mm. for the sake of everybody who is not an anime fan who could possibly be listening to this for the first time, here is, you know, what One Piece is. So, One Piece is currently... I think the most popular manga and anime series out there, arguably the most popular visual novel actively running. I've heard some arguments, but I can't really find a statistic that drags that up, but I think it's like very close between One Piece and Spider-Man right now. Oh, so, no, like, so is that a manga? <laughs> it's a visual novel. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, it took yeah. me a second. To, yeah. so, so, so I did read a... Uh, a Spider-Man Iron Man comic that was written by Kazuki Takahashi of nice. Yu-Gi-Oh fame. Nice. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Was it okay? It was written by him. You said yes. Oh, yeah. Was it drawn in the same style as Yu-Gi-Oh? Like would absolutely. They have the same... Oh, sweet. But I think you better see. Better believe that there's some dual disc looking things attached to people's arms. Hell, I mean, Iron Man's basically like a, <laughs> like a dual like a dual disc. I believe didn't uh, edgy. Then the guy who did who. The guy who did the art for One Punch Man, he did like a Spider-Man series too. Did he? It was a very short run, but he did okay. one. Yeah. That's cool. I think there's also been an Attack on Titan and Marvel crossover. Oh, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, but anyway, so One Piece currently has 516.6 million copies of its volumes in circulation across at least 66 countries. It's like one of the best-selling mangas every year. Mm-hmm. Like you hear about like these hot new stuff like... You know, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Demon Slayer, mm. or whenever Jujutsu Kaisen was, like, super hype, they'll, like, be the top-selling one for that year. But, like, One Piece has been the top-selling, or at least in the top five it's or been ten, like for, like, years. It's been the top three, right? like, consistently. Yeah. Every so single it's, year. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. And I think pretty much always the top, in the top five of Shonen Jump, I, I can't think of the last time it do- dipped out of that area. So, One Piece started running in Shonen Jump in 1997, I got different dates on that because I believe, you know, you know how manga does. It's got mm-hmm. the initial release chapter, and then it's got when they actually start the series. Start publishing it, yeah. But it was either July 1997 or December 1997, depending on 
which one you're looking at. And One Piece currently has 175 anime episodes and... Sorry, 1,075 That's a major difference, man. I mean, 100 <laughs> seasons. And 1,070 manga chapters. Missed the digit so, there. That is, so much, that is so much filler. God, so much That's filler. That's impressive because I don't think they're like, it's like, it's like super crazy behind on content. I feel like... I read about you know the most recent stuff that's going on in the the manga, and then maybe a few months, maybe six months later, it's already in the anime. So it kind of blows my mind that they're just pumping them out so quickly. And at this point, actually, there are more anime episodes for like the current arcs than there are chapters. So they sense. are taking their sweet time. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, like to to make it into a full story and to just to add the little bits of filler here and there, it, it makes sense like that. Um, but it does blow my mind that we have a thousand plus episodes. Uh, based on what I know about like uh, Dragon Ball Z, I mean, you can really stretch out an episode. <laughs> so. No kidding. I think, um, but I'm just always impressed by that sheer number of like items like 1075 1070 i know it's not i did try to look up uh what if it what it where it ranked as far as the oldest running series in manga currently and unfortunately it gets very into the weeds because there's a lot of series that are still technically running but they might be running monthly or they might just be like out there or on hiatus, you know, so you get into the Hajime no Ippos, you get into the Hunter x Hunters, you get into all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. It gets yeah. really, it gets really messy. But for those of us old enough to remember the 90s, One Piece is the only uh, remaining of the quote-unquote big threes <laughs> consisting of Naruto and Bleach. It's the only one that's remaining off of its original runtime, whereas... Man, if you, Naruto has decided to sell out and has now got, like, its second season, which I... Yeah, parodied earlier. <laughs> um, it's sec. It's sequel series, and then Bleach is just man. I don't even know. They did time skip. There are new episodes of Bleach. Yeah, they currently. did a huge time skip though. They're like, yeah, hey, we finished. Not really. Not really. <laughs> yeah, Bleach. Bleach is just like you know. As long as we can keep making art, I think we can just kind of. Well, it's kind of funny that we it. talk about all this stuff. Where you you mentioned Colin that Bleach is you know ending now. Um, finally giving the last arc its its mm -hmm. shine. Obviously, One Piece is. It's still popular. They had that red movie that came out last year, I think. Incredible. Uh, I've heard. I've heard. Uh, and then this TV series. And then Naruto's celebrating what? Like it's 25th anniversary? Because they're kind of re-releasing some of it in like higher def or something like that. Yeah. So it's like they're all kind of coming back full circle. So it's kind of cool to see that. I think none of them really ever fell out of popularity. They're still very popular. I mean. I know Bleach was kind of struggling towards the end. And that's why it never that's got That's why it never season. finished. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely true. I feel like Naruto always had that that following, kind of like One Piece had. It's just that that had an ending. Well, yes. I think I think Bleach's issue also had to do with its creator just being kind of an asshole. But you know, he's really good at art. So Tite, Tite, Tite Kubo. He definitely liked designing characters. I'm not so sure about the story parts. No, I mean that's the one. That's the best part of the story. Honestly, I've seen it. I've read it. The best part is the design. I mean, we honestly have said that on this podcast yeah, multiple yeah. times. Mm -hmm. You don't care about the story. You just want to see, like, cool things happen. So, mm -hmm. um, All right. And then, finally, I mean, One Piece's creator, Ichiro Oda, is also a big part of why it's still running. And, you know, we're talking about creators. This guy is, like, 100% all in on One Piece. He fucking lives for it. I believe I saw a comparison online when I was looking for it where... 
it basically stated that he was running a cult of uh, One Piece. Uh, in one job posting, Oda noted that any animators for the manga need to be ready to die for One Piece. And so he takes his job very seriously, apparently. I mean, this man has been living One Piece since he was in his 20s. And it's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Well, yeah, so. But actually, I get it. One thing you didn't actually say is, what is One Piece? You're, you're giving me all this hype. What, what, what are we doing? All right, all right. So I'm going to try and keep it simple because there's a whole lot to unpack. But purely from, you know, what One Piece is about at its core, years before the start of the series, there was a character uh, that was named King of the Pirates, Gold D. Roger. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Colin? Gold D. Roger? Or is it Gold Roger? I actually... Well, see, at the start of it, everyone calls him Gold Roger, but, you know... He's got that D. He does He's have got the D. D. He's got the D. forget the D. But Gold Roger was executed for his crimes, and before dying, Gold Roger announced that his treasure, the One Piece, and his title as King of the Pirates are up for the taking for anyone willing to find it, uh, find the One Piece, and fight for the title. This launched off what is considered the golden age of piracy. Our main character, Luffy, is one of many characters trying to find the One Piece and become King of the Pirates. And this basically the story is just about how Luffy goes on to assemble his crew and hunt for the One Piece. Mm. Now, does that sound like simple and straightforward? Because it's not. It's not fucking at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, honestly, that sounds like it could be like maybe 200 episodes long. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, but... Once you get into the weeds, I mean, the fact of this matter is, and Colin, if you want to touch on this, the story is really, what is so enthralling about the story, at least in my mind, is the world building mm-hmm. and how large this world is and how there's so many different things going on that don't, that don't necessarily tie directly into our story, but are kind of happening simultaneously. There's devil fruits, there's sea beasts. There's superpowers, whatever the fuck this D is that's in everybody's name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Luffy? It's actually Monkey D. Luffy, like mm-hmm. Gold D. Roger. Um, and there's Marines, there's Bounty Hunters, there's po- Pony Glyphs. What the fuck are even those? Evil governments, mm-hmm. you know. There's, giants. Yeah, there's yeah. Giants, giants. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, yes. fishmen. Well, I didn't want to bring up the fishmen because that's kind of racist. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Whoa. And then there's like the... Evil clowns. There's like evil clowns. There's Good the clown. island of like super samurai or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. So there's there's a whole lot going on in this story. Uh, and I think that's part of what is so thrilling about it to a lot of people is just simply the fact that it's, like, it feels so lived in. It feels like there's always something around the corner that you there is to learn or to find out about. And, I mean, depending on who you are, I think that can be to its plus or to its detriment. I think a lot of people really enjoy that. At the same time, I've met a lot of people who are just like, Okay, but can we get back to the, you know, the finding the One Piece thing, you know, the, the reason we're here. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to unpack mm-hmm. as far as all of that goes. Um, so, with all that said, I think we've, all three of us have had our own experiences with One Piece. So, I've kind of been rambling a lot for right now, but... So I'm going to actually hand off the mic. Colin, do you want to tell us, I guess, generally what your experience with One Piece was? Mm-hmm. And 
what it was like for you uh, getting into this, you know. Because you're, I think, the only one of us who's actually watched the entire anime series. Oh, yeah. I'm caught up. Yeah, unla- uh, which is quite an achievement. I mean, again, a hundred. No one's impressed, okay? 1,075 episodes. It's such a weird flex. I've seen all the episodes of One Piece. <laughs> more yeah. sad than impressive. If you I am, it's true. I'm not going to lie. I am kind of like, you, you know, you hear that and I'm like, but you don't wear a fedora. What? <laughs> Not currently. <laughs> I came without it today. Yeah, so, <laughs> so not, he's not coming back on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colin, you're up. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about your experience. So you know, it's funny. I you mentioned the we were talking about the big three earlier, and you know, I did watch all of those and read them in Shonen Jump when they came out. But honestly, I had uh, Naruto and Bleach stick with me a lot more than One Piece did when at the time. You know, I thought it was kind of silly and I kind of cartoonish where the other ones seemed to kind of more like <laughs> edgy to me and you know I wasn't able to I think I wasn't really able to appreciate it when I first viewed it. I did still like it though to be fair. I had a couple I owned a couple of the the Tonkaban of it. Um, I just remembered this. Uh, I made a Monkey D. Luffy um, jack-o'-lantern for Halloween one year. Ooh. And that same Halloween, I dressed up as Zorro. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Um, but, you know, I kind of gave up on One Piece after not that long. Um, and it wasn't until more recently that uh, my wife asked me if I wanted to watch it with her. Um, at that point... She was already 900 episodes into the anime. So pretty big commitment. Uh, wait, so your wife watched 900 episodes so, and then watched another thousand with you? Yeah. So you're talking, oh, yeah. so you're talking about you should have had your wife on. That's really what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she gave Can me notes. Can you go grab her, please? She, <laughs> she gave me notes of things to talk about. She's a big One Piece head, too. Huh? Um, but yeah, you know, watching it again, I was like... Re- I would really got into it. Um, I I bounced off of the anime um, mostly because I I really didn't like the four kids dub. Um, that, you didn't that, like the rap? Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish they had. <laughs> gotta go! Gotta go! I wish they had referenced that in some in this. I guess they oh, had, they had an Arlong rap. They in, did have the Arlong rap in the, in the live action. But anyway, um, yeah, and they just there were a lot of weird decisions, a lot of editing out of you know of guns or um, smoking references like Sanji has a lollipop. Sanji has the, yes, the mm-hmm. lollipop. They also made a lot of weird vocal choices like they gave people random accents so you have like Sanji with a Brooklyn accent and Robin with like a Southern Belle accent. Uh, it, it was interesting. I don't interesting remember that part but that is fascinating to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean it is just like an incredible Incredible experience to me. Um, you know, maybe I do have a little bit of Stockholm syndrome, being uh, uh, having watched this many episodes, consumed this much One Piece. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, getting back into it, like the second time around, what what was it that drew you in this time? I mean, other than your wife forcing you to watch it with <laughs> her, which is quite an experience. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was a combination of. The comedy of it, which I got to appreciate more, um, 
the action and then also the tragedy aspects. Like, I think there's a good balance of all those things that makes it a really enjoyable story and makes you really empathize with the members of the crew. Um, mm. They do, a, I think they, that Oda does a really solid job of um, making you understand where characters are coming from, mostly through backstories that mm-hmm. explain more about the characters and the, the world. Um, I will I will say, and I mean, I think that was kind of what was one of the draws, although could also be a detriment, is he did a really good job of emphasizing that, like, everybody's kind of got their own little weird, tragic backstory, but they mm-hmm. kind of turn it around and make their lives more positive through it. And I think that can be a draw for people. I'm sorry, yeah. No, no, that's, that's totally fair. And honest, I think that is what helps Luffy shine so much is that they, with, through everyone's, like, tragic backstories, like, um, you know, for example, like, Zoro wanting to be the best swordsman, making this promise to his childhood friend, Kuina, who then tragically dies, and he decides Falling to be, downstairs. Yeah, I know. You. Falling downstairs. Like, it's, Oda's, like, writing so well, but, like, you know, this bitch can just fall. Well, so here's my, I'll introduce a uh, fan-cracked theory, is that, um... People think that when Oda says falling downstairs, that that might be a euphemism for suicide. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, there may be some um, modern Japanese, like, sort of... Has there ever been a suicide referenced in the series directly? Hmm. There is a lot of murder and a lot of parental murder, but suicide, not that I can think of. Yeah, that's a fair point. I had never thought of that. So maybe it is suicide. I don't yeah. know. Nah, the bitch didn't know how to write her dad. He just pushed her down the stairs and said she died. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many stairs! This crazy skilled swordsman. She's like, nah, these stairs, that's my mortal enemy. <laughs> I'm always, I always would think of Helsinger bridged. <laughs> like, the guy goes down to fight, fight Alucard, gets his ass kicked. He's like, oh man, I just gotta, I just gotta get up these stairs. And then he like, gets there and he's like, oh. Fuck, there's so many stairs. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, that is an interesting theory, though, but I, I, go ahead. You, but, I totally ruined your point. No, no worries. Um, but I was saying, uh, so like, for uh, example, like Zoro's backstory leads into his, him uh, just seeing like that, you know, Luffy is also someone who has a crazy dream and... Um, decides to join his crew because of Luffy's respect for his own dream. Um, similar with Sanji, who has the dream of finding the All Blue, which is a sea that um, contains all of all the fishes all of the fish all the different from all the all different oceans. oceans. Yes. Yeah, which is actually that would be pretty awesome in real life, right? I mean, yeah. God. Anyway, it would yeah, be pretty sweet. I think that is one of the the highlights of One Piece is Luffy, like. I see what you're going for, what you're explaining that like, like everyone like, like he is that guiding light for all his crew. Where like they have completely different goals. I like mm-hmm. that's the, you know I I'll get to my part in talking about it, but I, I do like how every one of them has their own goal. That they're not all just like, hey, we want to become the best pirate crew. I mean that's part of it, but like we want to do all these things. You know we go through our own objectives, but we're doing it as a crew. And they're kind of like using Luffy as their guiding light to that because. 
you know, of his optimism, of his, you know, ability to get things done and his ability to, like, let them also do that. Like, Mm -hmm. my favorite thing about Luffy was that he's not just like, oh, yeah, I'm typical shonen character. I just believe in me and will work. And he allows them to do what they need to do to get their stuff done. Like, whenever he let Zoro fight Mihawk, he's like, hey, if that's what you want to do, I can't stop you. Like, that's, that's still one of my favorite reasons. I do like... Luffy at times when he's, you know, he he has, he's different than other major shonen characters. Right. right. Well, I think that, uh, sorry to cut you off, but no, no, no. I, I think that feeds into the, one of the overall themes of the series, which is freedom. You know, pirates yeah. represent this radical freedom in the world where they want to be able to do whatever they want and to go after their own dreams, and that's what Luffy believes in most, and what he respects in people most. Yeah, and I think that's what draws people to him. But, uh, I mean, Ozzy, you said you cut in with kind of your thoughts on what you're drawn into Luffy. Do you want to talk about your experiences with One Piece and kind of where you, what you've, uh, you, what your thoughts are on the series as a whole? Yeah, so I, I kind of started the same way as Colin where um, I, I, I did the whole big three back in the, back in the day. Um, I read, watched all of Naruto. I read all of one, all of Bleach, and then I read most of One Piece. I think I was seven hundred to eight hundred chapters in, and then this was like years ago, yeah. um, when I was a kid. And I tried to watch Bleach, too many fillers, and then I tried to watch One Piece, and it was just, it was just hard for me. And I don't know, it was because I kind of moved on to bigger things. Maybe I was just in a different part in my life where I just didn't watch as much anime then, but it did not stick with me at all. Um, I mean, I watched, I read plenty of manga to the, I mean, in in some ways, I guess that shows that I did like it, that I did have things that kept me going, that the story was compelling enough for me to continue, because I would not put my, subject myself to 700 chapters or something I disliked. Um, but I never actually watched the anime. Uh, I kept up with it over time just because I know how popular it is. I, you know, I it I would love to see how it ends because, you know, I I understand what it is about. I understand it's about the journey. It's about you know this goal that Luffy has, and I you know I'd, I'd like to see how it ends. I just don't know if I have enough time in my life to just really just dedicate myself to a thousand plus episodes. Um, and and having read you know seven hundred chapters, you know that it's not going to be just like oh it was the friendship we made around along the way. You know the One Piece is real, as said by Whitebeard. The One Piece. The One Piece is real. <laughs> no, I, I know that it's it's not just the friends along the way. But for the longest times, I did feel like it's just like oh we're, it's just about the journey. I'm like I don't want to be just about the journey. I like I especially now in my life, like at this time with my anime choices. I like concise stories, and One Piece is not concise. It is not. No. In no mm-hmm. way is it concise. Even small arcs, small chapters in the entire series, they're not concise either. And like you said, to some that's a plus, to some it's a detriment, and I don't I don't knock it for that. I I just don't like it, and that's why I never invested in it. Um, I like to just see the grand, you know, overarching story, and when, you know, it ends, I'd like to see how it goes. But uh, I don't hate it um i do love some of the things I've, it represents i have 100 percent heard otherwise <laughs> but I, I like to be dramatic um <laughs> I, no. I i like to say that um i definitely don't hate it I, I don't think it's a bad thing i i honestly don't think it's the 
most impressive shonen I've ever read. I don't think that's true. I, I think I mean, we were just talking off offline here with Colin that I personally think that sometimes when like I applaud its longevity, I applaud the ability to be so popular for so long. But that doesn't for me it doesn't equate to quality. Mm. Not that not that I'm saying it's not quality, but I just don't think because of that it makes it good. There's other aspects that make it good. And also, I do think that there can be some Stockholm Syndrome to it sometimes where you're so involved and you're so invested for something for so long that you don't sit back and say, was this worth it? And well, I mean, to be honest, and I think we had talked about this before, that was the whole reason I finished Naruto was just because I was like, I'm already like however many chapters in, I might as well just finish the dang yeah. thing. Like, and that, it is totally, that series... You know, off on a Naruto tangent, that series, it felt like it turned into a money grab. It felt like the story fell off the rails. There were still some cool moments, but I was just kind of like, I feel like at this point he's just going because he knows he can keep writing stuff and people will keep reading it. And But then, so I was just kind of along for the ride, and I'm glad it ended, finally. But yeah, it was like, it was really just because it's like... Uh, I've been here for everything up to this point, so I might as well just keep going. Yeah, yeah. hearing about how things that were incorporated in Naruto at the end, like uh, aliens from the moon teaching them <laughs> ninjutsu, uh, was very interesting to read. But I'm glad that I <laughs> I couldn't experience it myself. Honestly, I, I bailed. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, that's how I felt with One Piece. But uh, I do like some of the things that it it, it like it represents. Like I love. And, like, other animes do this, too, or stories, like, it stands out out of Naruto and Bleach where, like, they have a crew. Like, to me, I felt like Naruto Naruto and Bleach had a main character with people who were just on the side. I mean, maybe Sasuke was a little bit of a main character, too. But, like, the One Piece characters, their crew feels like an actual, like, the crew is the main story. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. feel like it's just Luffy and company. It's literally everyone. And I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Because I really like um, the main crew. Like, well, I like most yes. of the main crew. Like, I really love Zoro. I really love Nami. I like Usopp. Uh, Robin's pretty interesting. There's a couple other characters that I don't like. Um, they all bring value, at least. I will say that. Like, I don't really like Brooke and Frankie, but they bring value. They have their own unique place in the group. Uh, it's just character design that I don't like. And, it, um, and but, it does feel like very, very slowly... Very, very slowly. Everybody's working their way to their own oh, unique yeah. Yeah. And everyone's getting that. And, you know, other other mangas and anime stories do it, too. I think that's what makes, like, one hero so popular with people. Like, you can pick your one character that you identify with, but... And why know, is it Bakugo? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> why is it? Um, but, um, you know, I like that. I like the setting. You know, Pirates is a cool setting. It's unique. Uh, I can definitely see the inspiration that... Um, What's his name? Achira had um, from Akira. Um, you know, he, one of his biggest inspiration is the Dragon Ball Z uh, manga creator, Akira yes. Toriyama. Mm -hmm. I see that inspiration. You know, Dragon Ball Z is a big, uh, big like I guess thing for me. That is one uh, shonen slash story that I stuck with that I still love to this day, and I can see the grand adventure of it. This is obviously a grandeur, bigger adventure. Um, but yeah, there's positives to it. I just can't get back into it. Um, it never stuck with me. That doesn't mean it's bad. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm going to be as honest as I can with One Piece this episode, all right? Yeah. So this is the only time you're getting it because after this, One Piece sucks. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think for me, part of the struggle I had with One Piece is the art is very, very oh, unique. That's another thing. Especially yeah. for 
you know, all anime have their own unique little weird art styles. And in fact, you know, I don't want to make it feel bad because we've talked about some weird looking anime. What was the, gosh, what was the one from last year that came out? Uh, that was what? The Prince and the Shadow. Oh. What was that anime? Uh, oh, that's... Uh, Ranking of Kings. Ranking of Kings. Ranking of Kings, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that one's got a funky art style too, but we actually really appreciate that one. But for whatever reason, I just could not get behind One Piece's art style. It is mm. like very strange. It does have a unique at. look to it, to a lot of shonen anime. You know, the characters have very like round features and large... Uh, I mean, not saying that our large eyes is unique to anime is... Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's the but eyes that are large, Colin. They have it's very, the eyes that you're looking at. They have very rounded eyes and with small uh, pupils in uh, them. Yeah. Eyes, yeah. yes. Pupils. Well, like, when, compared to other anime. Then, when you're talking about eyes in One Piece, yes. I mean, they seem I to mean get, you're talking about Nami's massive they eyes. Seem, they <laughs> seem to get larger every time I, I look at it. Like, well, honestly, that's one of my complaints is... Um, so, the series can be divided up into two halves, basically, because there's a time skip, and... The second half really especially suffers from a lot of the women looking the same and being very over-sexualized. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody kind of gets the same sort of like Nami face. And I wish that Oda could have as much creativity as he does with the male characters. Mm-hmm. Um, he has adm- admitted in, in some of his uh, fan mail columns, he's like, I'm just a perv. I like drawing them like hourglass figures. I'm like... Okay. It just seems Come like on. that's the excuse for a lot of anime ra- manga writers. Yeah, it's not an excuse. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah, is it a good so. reason? No, it's a terrible reason. But mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I mean, it's again, again, we're currently watching Mashuko Tensei, so yeah, pervs are kind of like a thing that happens. But anyway, what? At least he's honest and he sniffs underwear like the rest of the show. He doesn't just sniff <laughs> underwear; he prays to underwear. Yes, anyway, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I think. Getting back to my experience, I think One Piece, the art just kind of always threw me off because, like, in Bleach and Naruto, they look kind of uniform. I kind of got that. And my take as a kid was always anime supposed to be serious, and One Piece was very much the opposite of that. It was extremely goofy. It looked weird. It was a... I always personally think of those stupid emotional crying faces. <laughs> it seems like they all have the same... Like weird looking crying face that like oh yes they do like their especially eye. when they're like arguing like the same like ah, what are you doing bullshit. and they always got snot coming out their nose and there's like <laughs> water I'm like oh my god but yeah I mean I liked a lot of the early arcs that was kind of where I got into it but the longer it went on the harder it was to justify like for me watching it because it just kind of kept dragging on and on and on. And it felt like there was a lot of fillers and there was a lot of characters that got introduced and I was just like, I don't care about this person. Why mm-hmm. did they introduce this person? I don't know. Yeah, are they going to, like, they introduced the dude who was stuck in a treasure chest. Yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck, man? Like, I <laughs> he does, And the he comes back in certain things. Like, he interacts with Buggy in, okay. some, in some of the, uh, Oda likes to do these things in the manga where he'll have splash panels for some of the, uh, the openings of chapters where they'll, they'll tell their own story and yeah, Loki like, goes on his own little adventure after he gets blasted away by Luffy. Yeah. I mean, frankly, yeah, and I, I mean, I like how Buggy's kind of developed over time. But no, I mean, frankly, I think it was fascinating to me how much of the world there was. And there was a lot of mystery in the game, like, of, like, what exactly is happening? Mm-hmm. And what is, like, what's the devil fruits? Where are those coming from? What's mm-hmm. the deal with the D? What's the deal with, <laughs> like, yeah... 
Who wants to know about the D? What's, what's, what's the pony glyphs? You know, hey, you're this... married now. You shouldn't be asking about the D. <laughs> anyway, um, hmm. so yeah, I mean, it was just there was a lot, and over time, I was just like, it, it's getting too much. It's too hmm. complicated. I think I gave up somewhere around Baroque works, which honestly is probably very early yeah, in the yes, anime. Very early, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the anime. I wa- I read the manga. Like, I kept off with the manga on and off just because I was like, I want to know what is going on, but mm-hmm. I don't actually want to watch or read this story. So I'd be like, I would just keep track of it on Reddit and be like, oh, something interesting happened. Well, I guess I'll read this chapter. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was kind of where it was. Um, I already talked about Naruto... As compared to the other big three, you know, I gave up on One Piece early. I kind of talked about how Naruto just got ridiculous. And with Bleach, I just kind of was... I'm not sure how to describe Bleach. Because it wasn't really the filler. It was just kind of like... I got bored with the shtick, you know? Mm. It was like... It seemed like every... It's almost like a gag manga where it's like... Oh, I know what's going to happen. This is going to happen. Like, they're going to introduce a new guy and he's going to have some weird power... And then they're going to fight, and then either the main character is going to pull out some random-ass power that we didn't know he had, or somebody else is going to show up, and they're going to be like, I'm going to do this thing, and it's, mm-hmm. it's going to win the fight. And I was just kind of got to the point where I was just like, I'm sick of this. So I think with One Piece, though, it was the one story, oddly enough, that as I kept listening to it, it actually felt like it had a solid progression. It mm-hmm. actually seemed like... You know, the world stayed t- true to itself, and these characters are actually making progress. Albay, very, very, very slow progress towards their goals, and I was kind of like, I appreciated that, but it didn't make me want to watch or read One Piece any more than I already was. So, mm-hmm. I understand why people really like One Piece, and I understand, like, a lot of the arcs and why that speaks to people and why it speaks to me personally, but I just could not get into it the same way a lot of other people. I think what helps One Piece 2, and now that I I think about it, is that it has the best goal out of the other, out of the big three. Like, Bleach doesn't have a goal. Bleach is just a story. You don't really know where they're going. Yeah. Hmm. Naruto, I mean, his goal was to become Hokage, but, like, a lot of the story, like, doesn't really build to that. No. He's, like, that's not an attainable thing, like, a physical thing. Like, the story of pirates getting after this one treasure, which we still don't know what it physically is, mm-hmm. like, that is such an easy story that you can just build the world around that and not really have it go dry, really. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're still getting there, and you can write it all as towards getting to that goal. Right, right? and there are breadcrumbs along the exactly. way. Exactly, you're just, like, you... you're just building up the world, you're putting breadcrumbs here and there you're like that. treasure map. Yeah, it's like it's like you're building the map, like Nami would be, and it, does, it just makes it easier to have those stories and be so long-winded, mm-hmm. but also not be long-winded. If that makes sense, it's it's okay, it's okay to be long-winded with the story because it 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 it's not like you're reaching. I feel well, like one thing that you guys have both hinted at and, and talked about to some extent is One Piece might be too long. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think. The feeling of that honestly be, comes from how much Oda tries to stuff into every like art or, or into the world. You know, um, I don't remember if Ozzy said this on the when we were recording or not, but his original plan was that it was that One Piece was going to last five years, um, and he, he, it was going to be very a very simple like fairly simple story compared to what it is now. They're going to go. The One Piece, or the Straw Hats, were going to come up against the four emperors of the sea, and then 
race them to get the One Piece, but he kept introducing little elements like, oh, I'm going to introduce the seven warlords of the sea, and um, who are allied with the Marines. And that was such a cool idea to him that he was like, okay, I have to flesh out what these characters are because <laughs> it's well, so cool and, and to be fair it is a really it is, cool yeah, idea it, it is i, I and, like and all in those fact, in fact we're gonna get to the live action in a bit but i, I think that was my favorite thing mm-hmm. like just going back to that i was like oh yeah that was a thing oh yeah. man but uh yeah i mean because i think he does a lot of research into you know world history and takes ideas of from things that he reads like oh like reads about privateers and he's like okay well what if there were pirates that were allied with the governments of the world yeah um and so while i think like there's a strength of drawing from real world stuff and want and being excited about that there comes to be a point where it's like okay there's just too much stuff in here there's a and a lot of the arcs later on or for me it's personally it's just like okay but can we get back to the point of all this which is like I understand that Luffy, I mean, it is one of the admirable things about Luffy. He really, really cares for his friends, mm-hmm. and he wants to make everything work. But it does feel like it's like you're watching that Baldur's Gate player who's got to do every single side quest. Mm. It's like, this guy needs help? Yeah, yeah. Better help this Still guy. Like, yeah, like, side quest on side quest. And yeah, it's just it's like, just like mm-hmm. how much free time do you have? And, like, you don't have to make every single character in every world super detailed. Like, unless mm-hmm. it, like, adds to the ultimate end game, I don't think you have to. Like, sometimes you can get, like, too detailed for things that don't need to be detailed, right? Yes. Like, I, I, I always thought of this, like, um, and I'm not saying that it's a bad book, but, like, The Scarlet Letter, like, the first... I, I, this book always sticks in my mind because I always hated it from, like, literature class in, in, like, elementary school, or not elementary school, high school, excuse me. That's not the book you should be reading in elementary school. Um, but, like, the first chapter was him describing a door, and like it was just like detailing every single bit of the door, and that's what I think of a cheer of, of Oda just doing that with like, like every character. It's like this character needs to get super fleshed out, or this chapter needs to be super fleshed out. And I mean, I haven't read all a thousand, so I can't mm-hmm. say he does that all the time. But I just feel like sometimes you need to rein it in, right? Uh, there is a notorious character who is a full-grown man wearing um, a baby bonnet and has like I a, a pacifier guy. and a, I and somewhat remember that character. His name is Senor Pink, and you think he's a throwaway character, and then he gets an entire flashback about about <laughs> what his story no, is. But I is remember he, that. But yeah. okay, he got a flashback. But is he a throwaway character or not? Um, basically. <laughs> okay, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, does he deserve a flashback? So, uh, I don't really think so. It does kind of add some texture to it, the fight he has. It does make the story... I, I will say, I mean, if you're invested in it, I mean... I don't want to be weird about this. It does sometimes, it does make it more fun for the people who are truly invested in it to be like, oh, that guy's got actually... A story mm-hmm. and like a life and all this other stuff, but a lot of times, again, for just everyday readers or for people who are just trying to go through, it's like I don't really care about yeah. Mister Pink. I just yeah. want to see them beat this guy and move on with their lives. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes more isn't more. Sometimes it's it's better to be concise. And, and I remember Mister Pink's story. I remember actually reading about that on the TV tropes page. Mm for them and like how his he had a pretty tragic backstory oh, yeah. memory serves and but I just like I outside of TV tropes I wouldn't want to hear about it I don't <laughs> know, like okay sure mm-hmm. but 
I, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by a, like a lot of the Ichiro's ideas. I just it just kind of bothers me. It also it does deal with speaking of you know back to his inspiration with mm-hmm. uh, Akira Toriyama. Mm-hmm. It does seem to have some of those influences. Where it's kind of like he acts like he had this implanted all along, but it turns out it was he's kind of making it up on the fly. Like the whole, th- I think Ozzy, you and I were talking about this um, in one of our car trips. We were just discussing it. We're like, so wait, like how do these people keep showing up that are mm-hmm. like, I'm the strongest person on the planet. Nobody can challenge me. But then it's it's a planet. It's like, how do you not know about this guy? They're just over here. Like, I, I don't know. But. Yeah, I mean, and that's a common trope against with shonen, and it, at the end of the day, this is a shonen, and it it plays its tropes just like anything else. I mean, I don't think that One Piece is super unique. It's just a fun story, right? Oda is definitely well known for not killing off characters, and said he has said publicly that he's like, you know, when um, he see when he sees other people, other. Um, storytellers killing off characters he thinks of that as maybe bad planning or like not good story writing of like you could save that for later like you don't have to see that's a bad thing he just keeps wanting he's a hoarder he's a fucking hoarder and it shows but but it's amazing when those characters come back 500 chapters later you're like what buggy is back it is cool I think think that certain characters serve a good purpose I do do like that they brought back buggy I will say it does it does like lose some of that tension though when you know like very unlikely that any of these characters are actually gonna but die. But when they do die, it is brutal. No, there there are you know there are moments, and they, and I still this is one of the biggest moments, and I mean we can talk about it real quick just because uh, you know it, we don't want to get too long winded like mm-hmm. One Piece here. But uh, yeah, there there are tragic moments, and when they hit, they hit hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest moments in you know One Piece is honestly probably the most tragic thing that I read or watched as between all like chapters. Between the big three, definitely in my early like manga stuff that I read, um, and you, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about down the line with Ace, right? Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, I can't remember anybody else getting killed off, honestly. No, he's yeah. He's that's the only the big one. that's the only one I can think of, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it was a big deal. Well, I guess technically, you know, White oh, Beard, and then Whitebeard White got yes, killed right. off. Right. I mean, As that was more like life. the coming, like the passing of the new guard or yes. whatever yeah. the way I viewed that was more so it was like yeah that had to happen so that we could move into the next phase mm-hmm. of the story but I guess that's a fair point that sometimes he does but it's mm-hmm. other than those two I can't I can't even think of any like real villains that he's killed off that I'm aware of like yeah, Crocodile comes back mm-hmm. like, Crocodile's still there I mean yeah. Buggy's kind of become Buggy. what like a anti-hero slash maybe is he still a bad guy he's like the leader of a criminal organization he's a bad guy but he's not like he's in it for himself he got he's a not, warlord not, at one point that is true I did read um, that he's yeah. In, yeah he's not yeah. really doing like horrible bad things but he's kind of just like greedy you know? he's kind of resting on his laurels at yeah, this point. yeah. yeah that's kind of how he's always been he's, he's punching above his weight class definitely yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, if, if it works, I mean, how, how much is it punching above your weight class if you just keep doing it and you keep winning? I don't know. Um, no, yeah, it does, he does fail upwards, and it works for him. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it is an interesting story. Again, I think there's a lot to like and respect about. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. since we've been talking for so long about yes. it. There's, yeah. there's, and that's not even covering, like, the later chapters that I don't even yeah. know, the story that's going on, the fact that mm. Gear 5 had just come up and their whole, like, 
you know, the, what what do they call them? Like, Sun... Oh, yeah, Sun God. Sun God. Like, there's been huge developments recently, so... Yes. Um, and the they've really stepped up their that game for the animation in the animation department for yeah, Wano. I mean, it uh, is extremely long. Who, who's the animation place? Um, this is anime speaking, of course. Um, it's the same one that does Dragon Ball Z. It's a... Uh, oh, uh... Gosh, Sunrise? No, not Sunrise. Who is that? <laughs> I forgot who it was, but I, I know that they've stepped it up because Dragon Ball Z has gone downhill, mainly because they're the same animators and they just took the best of the best and mm. put them on one piece and took them away from Dragon Ball, which uh, a lot of people... The only reason I know that is because people have complained, not that I care, but uh, <laughs> people have complained. Yeah, mm. so. fair. I mean, again, I, I think the key takeaway is that you can like or dislike one piece. There's a lot to like. There's a lot to, I guess, maybe not dislike, Maybe be skeptical about, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not a perfect series, but it yeah. is a, a series that I find extremely interesting. It has a lot of charm. And yeah. Yes, charm lot, is, a, is the right way to... And it does, and it is a fun, like, world to be a part of. I kind of compare it to, like, Dune or Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or, like... I think I'm of trying, Star Wars. I'm, huh? I think of Star Wars, too. Yeah, where it's... I wouldn't say they're, like... The greatest series of all time. I mean, I guess depending on who you ask, you could say they are. But mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like you get caught up, or even like Warhammer 40K, where you kind of get like caught up in the the world of it all. The lore. Where it's like, yeah, yeah. This is actually a very fascinating world to learn about and mm-hmm. be a part of. But the story itself is kind of it. It kind of depends on who's reading it because yeah. it can be a little bit overbloated or. Sometimes a bit ridiculous, you know, to mm-hmm. just kind of get down to it. Um, yeah, here's an example of something that happened with me uh, in the story is I remember slogging through, like, just episode after episode of a, like, final fight in a, in a later arc that just would not end. Uh, these fights, like, rival Dragon Ball Z sometimes with how mm-hmm. drawn out they are. But um, One Piece Red came out. And I was immediately excited about that. And it's like, we need to go to the theaters and watch this. It's like, even if, you know, the anime is a little bit, is, is some rough in some places, um, these are still characters in a story that I, I love. Yeah, and I, I think that's something to be said for that is, I, I don't know, I, I, I love the pirates idea. I love that. I'm so glad we're over the ninja versus pirates part, but yeah, I love I love the, I love the world. Oh, man, itself. you're drawing like back to peak two thousands yeah. like memes before like memes were a thing. I don't know. It's like the, internet. This is Sparta. Jokes. This this is Sparta. Anyway, um, all right, but yeah. So with all that said, I think some new life has been brought into One Piece recently because we had a live action series released uh, that was. Was it directed by Oda, or was it just kind of like supervised? It was by Oda? supervised. Yeah, so definitely. like, it was actually a director. I learned the director did not read when they first. They basically had no involvement with One Piece before they got. Well, thank God, the, Oda stepped in then. So I don't know if like yeah. they. I think it was a woman. Um, uh, got involved and maybe read it afterwards, so maybe they're knowledgeable now. But also as part of it, Oda was involved, basically blessing every episode. I read about a couple episodes that he like was not a fan of. They did reshoots for certain mm-hmm. things. He didn't like uh, you know certain aspects. 
But in general, he it got the blessing for every episode. And I've heard that as they continue with the more seasons, because season two has been greenlit, green lit. Yeah, um, it has it essentially is being greenlit, and Oda is continuing as like supervisor or you know approver, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really cool to see because you want that, right? You want mm-hmm. it, and as we'll talk about it, it it kind of took its own twist on certain aspects of the story. But it did it well enough for Oda to say, this isn't how I wrote it, but it's great, and it still keeps the spirit, and I think it did. So, Yeah, yeah. and I think I'm glad to hear that the Oda stepped in, or I guess was at least working with the director, because I think, as you pointed out, one of the itch- detriments, uh, detriments that a lot of uh, live-action adaptations of anime have is that the director hasn't actually read the source material, which is yeah, a big we've, problem. Yeah, we've seen situations like that, and I honestly think that sometimes that can be a plus because it allows them to not be too true to the material. Because I think that sometimes when you play it too close, it it almost doesn't work. Mm. Because it is a new medium. You can't just do it the same. Right. Expect it to work. So, so uh, before we get more into that, Okay, so I just want to make it universally known. All three of us watched this series. All three of us liked this series. I think we had some pluses or minuses, but for the most part, we all thought this was a really good series. Am I am I yeah? Oh, yeah. reading the room correctly? Okay, so just want to get that out of the way. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry for cutting off Ozzy. I mean, your thoughts. You're basically your thoughts going coming from that is you, you want to have a you want to have a director who has familiarity with the source material but you also want to not be just recreating shot for shot yeah that's all i'm saying i'm not saying that it has to be someone who it always has to be someone who knows nothing i i think it's okay if the person doesn't know anything and wants to come at it and have situations like this where they get the 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 what's it called the mango creator involved get people involved that love it and treasure it and he can kind of channel it uh, but also sometimes it's good to have someone who knows it very well, someone who knows it like the back of their hand. I mean, there's pros and cons to each one. Uh, I'm just saying you don't have to be that way. Yeah, I, I think it has been a struggle with these adaptations is I think one of the two is that you try to westernize it too much. You try mm-hmm. to give it too much of a like modern... Mass appeal. Modern mass, mass appeal kind of spin. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one that was like that. Um, um, I feel like... Death Note. Death had Note. A lot. Death Note. Death Note. Like, like, his name is Light Turner. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's definitely some Anglicization. Or, or even how they kind of turned it more into like a horror thriller, mm-hmm. less than a murder mystery kind of thing, mm-hmm. was definitely very more American stylized. I think. Uh, and then there's like the times when you're too true to the source material, or you're trying to do it like a shot-for-shot shot remake. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can be a struggle for people over here to appreciate or for people at home because they're just watching the same thing. They just yeah. And honestly, that was one of my like concerns going into this when I heard they were doing the live action is if they try to do that with uh, One Piece, make it like an exact, like, like this is exactly like the scene and just too much of it, I don't think it would have hit because it is extremely hard to get that goofiness of, I think it would have been extremely hard to get that goofiness of One Piece from a manga and anime perspective, to be exactly the same on a live action series, mm-hmm. I thought, and that that was you know that's one of my 
notes about this. I, I don't think um, it's not a negative, but it definitely didn't have the same goofiness as the the other forms of media. And I think that's okay. I think it was fine that they didn't do it, you know, shot to shot, made it as goofy all the time, made it as lighthearted as the, you know, the original sources. Yeah, right. definitely. Um, I think that what they did adapt pretty faithfully was a lot of the um, the location, like the sets and oh, the yeah. costumes um, look really good, honestly. And I was surprised how faithfully they adapted a lot of the stuff for it. It was like, it's pretty recognizable like what what each character is supposed to be if you've watched the anime or read the manga yeah i would say that was definitely one of my draws is that even though the characters are human you can still tell like which character is which you oh, yeah. know they all kind of have that same vibe and like i talked about it like one piece has got some funky animation but it does a really good of tran- job of translating that and i think it does a good job of kind of balancing the goofiness with a bit of seriousness, which is something that a lot of shows have, or a lot of things have struggled to do. I wonder if they like what other references they use because some of it did feel kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, for example, where mm-hmm. it was like this fight in itself is just goofy and ridiculous, but it feels very serious and weighty because of what's going on. Like in the context of the emo and the situation, and I mean, obviously, those two film, those that film and this story, are very different in their execution. But I think there are a lot of beats that you kind of take from it, where you're like, when you think about it, you're like, you know, this is just so weird. But I kind of, I kind of am willing to let it do its thing because I, I like the. You enjoy the characters and their like just nonchalantness about the whole thing. I, I saw so many AMVs back in the day that was taking the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, trailers and putting them to One Piece. I mean, <laughs> in uh, I guess I need to make that comparison. In that comparison's defense, I mean, when you think of Jack Sparrow, he kind of is reminiscent of Luffy. I mean, he's very goofy, freedom, very like free spirited, aloof. But when you needed to get serious, like you could sort of depend on Jack Sparrow. You can definitely depend on Luffy. But like when he got serious, you know, Jack got serious. He had his companions that he took care of, um, you know. But when when he think about the goofy aspect, it definitely kind of you know has similarities where you know you feel lighthearted. The music is kind of the same, kind of mm-hmm. upbeat goofiness. Obviously, being on being in the same setting, it makes it feel very similar. Mm-hmm. Well, but I could definitely see some correlations there. Yeah. Well, and even some of the powers, like I mean, I guess people don't really think about that anymore. But they had the like skeleton pirates, and it's like mm. those fights were very serious. It was very like people were actually in danger, but they had time to mix in the comedy and the ridiculousness, and our heroes mm-hmm. getting into like and fishmen, yeah, weird shots and the fishmen. Oh fishman. my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, there was a there was a lot of fun, yeah, but. Anyway, I, I guess my point is I was curious what other references they took because clearly they did put a turn on this that was more westernized even though they were true to the beats of the story, oh, yeah. which I think was important to me is that One Piece, especially early on, has some very important key parts that you have to hit mm-hmm. and they nailed each of them perfectly. They kind of followed through on them. Well, I don't know. Colin, what did you think? You've, you've got the most experience with the series. Mm-hmm. I personally thought... For a shortened series where you had to get all this done in a set amount of time, I thought they hit what they needed to and they cut out a lot of the excess stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, There was definitely um, a much more summarized version of of the story in in these episodes, but 
Um, I liked how they adapted it. Um, they hit a lot of the major beats of introducing the crew members going through their <laughs> each of their tragic backstories um, and um, having them join Luffy's crew. Um, and while they did shuffle some stuff around or, you know, add in some kind of glue in between those stories that wasn't there in the original, I, I did like this take on it. I, I think adding in um, Arlong into the story a little bit earlier and making him more of like, oh, he's the top dog in the East Blue, um, and especially with how like Nami is so weaved into, um, like present in everyone else's stories, it makes sense to have him yeah. in the background yeah. early as that was well. definitely a good direction choice. Mm -hmm. I was I also really liked what they did with Buggy. Yeah. Um, again, speaking of Western influences, I felt like Buggy seemed like much more of a again a dark kind of Jokerified. Villain. Yeah, but he did <laughs> he felt like a cross between Joker and Beetlejuice. Where oh, he was yeah. still he was still very cartoony and he was enjoying he was definitely hamming it up. But mm -hmm. he was yeah. uh, he did seem a lot darker in terms of like what he was willing to do to certain people. So yeah. I, I kinda like that at, that switch on it. Um they didn't. They didn't change the Kuro pirates much at all. Uh, no, um, not too much. Yeah. They they did kind of have his lackeys hanging around more, which I thought I thought they were fun. I I did like how they adapted them. That, that was a definitely. I like that the one guy. It almost seemed like he was like sad that he didn't get to be a, like a chef anymore. Yeah, was I was his, like, oh, <laughs> his his side dream. Yeah, he just wanted to be. He just wanted to be a cook. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, I also like the folks on the Marines. Mm. Garp was a very. Honestly, it could have just as well have been Garp's story in this first season as it was, like, Luffy's story. You kind of mm -hmm. get to know Garp pretty well and, like, see his thoughts on all this stuff as it's playing out, which was pretty interesting, honestly. Yeah, because mm -hmm. they were, like, almost like two stories diverging, to, like, converging together, right? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, there is obviously history there. We know that, you know, it's his grandpa. But uh, having them, like, from two different sides, especially with the Kobe, um, you know, mm -hmm. involvement... Uh, bringing them coming together was it's, like all of it coming together, culminating at the end. I thought was a very good direction. Like it felt good. If like the pacing was good, uh, as kind of like them encountering each other in episode four. You know, obviously um, Garp. You know, having Mihawk chase him down. You know, finding out that he's his grandpa through Kobe. All those things like it just built very well uh, mm -hmm. in the last five four episodes. I will say one other thing that I like thinking about. I watched this with uh, my wife, and she is not a huge anime fan. Well, she, she'll watch it with me. But she was watching this series um, basically because I had made her sat down and watch it with me. But she was pretty invested. I was really worried when Gart picks up the cannonball and just chucks it at their ship. I was worried that was going to lose her. But she was actually still very invested at that point in time. And so. it didn't seem unrealistic. I still remember that. And yeah. I was like, you know... <laughs> That didn't seem like, I mean, yes, it's unrealistic yeah. for someone to blast that ball, you know, that cannonball, but it just, it seemed natural. Right, yeah. yeah. And I think if you accept, like, oh, Luffy does weird things, and then you're, that's a real to me, like, oh, that's his grandpa? Yeah, it makes sense he'd yeah, be a weirdo. He's got some weird things. that he is obviously not normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that D power. Mm -hmm. Oh, everybody's got that D. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was, I thought that was kind of a fun part of it um trying to think what else like really stood out to me they 
Mihawk, of course, was just a fucking. I, I love <laughs> I love that whole charm. Oh, you know what else I really liked? The little tinge that added to all this. I I don't know who came up with that idea, but the idea that like when the villains get introduced, they show their bounty. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I fucking love that. It was it was very cool to see. Yeah, and I love because it really added like this tinge of like. So who's this guy? Oh, they got a pretty high bounty. They must mm-hmm. be like serious business. I love. Also, I loved. Uh, that was another thing my wife caught on to pretty quick, where she was like. Wait, that guy's bounty was canceled? What's the deal with that? And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, oh, about that. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that with, uh, when yeah, just with Mihawk. That's, that's, yeah. a nice, that's a nice way to represent that. Yeah, so I, I, I loved him. And, uh, you know, another that, was, that brings up another fight. Like His fight with Zoro is obviously a really important one in the story because mm-hmm. it kind of sets, you know, it gives you more scale for what Zoro's trying to achieve with his goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was another fight that, again, my wife really enjoyed, even though it was completely ridiculous. She's like, oh, he's going to fight him with that dagger thing. And I was like, uh, again, uh, I mean, I, I think it says something that, like, you're in this weird world and you're kind of like, all this nonsensical stuff is happening, but you, you because of the characters you've been with and what you've seen... You can buy into it. You're kind right, of like, right. oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, your investment in the character kind of lets on-ramps you into the weirdness of yeah, the Yeah, into the like, fact that all this weird stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I really liked that. But mm-hmm. uh, I will say, even with that, I don't think there was a ton of weirdness that happened. Um, I still think they kind of rooted it a little bit more realistically. Um, and mm-hmm. I had said this earlier offline that, you know, one of the things that I didn't see as often that maybe I wish I would have seen a little bit more of was Luffy's powers. Like, mm. I felt like I didn't see it as much as I thought I would, or at least as much as I see it in the anime, um, just how often he uses it. Um, and I think that's maybe what kept it a little bit more realistic, because that's mainly the biggest thing that's out of this world as soon as you start seeing the Straw Hat Pirates, because, you know, Zoro is obviously a swordsman, that's not unrealistic. You know, Sanji kicks. You know, that's not that unrealistic. Nami doesn't really do much besides use her she does baton. Have some, she does get some weather powers. That That is later on. She gets her weather powers. But at least in the series that we watched, I don't think there was crazy unrealistic things. Right. Uh, until, you know, whenever Luffy started being, you know, real Luffy. Um, so... I, th- I think they did a good job of not, like, going too off the rails. It, it gets there, like you said. Right. They start getting different powers. You know, Luffy starts ballooning himself up to, like, gorilla-sized, you know, <laughs> proportions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll get there um, because they plan on many seasons, from what I hear. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it definitely didn't just, like, blast it out there. It definitely ramped it up, and like you said, it allowed you to get... When, once it did happen, like, when he ballooned himself up to, like, reflect that... Uh, that oh, cannonball, yeah. yes. like by then you had already seen him do it a little bit, and then it was so quick and abrupt, and it happened once, and they moved on that we almost kind of were surprised as much as the crew was because like you can do that, he's like we're we're like oh fuck he can do that, and he's yeah. like I didn't yeah. know I could do that either. It seems like they pretty much stuck to like one big Luffy gum gum like Shtick, action thing yeah. per episode. Yeah, and, and that's what like there's pros and cons to it. The pro is what we're saying that you know. It didn't allow it to be too crazy. It didn't allow it to be like, that's so unrealistically stupid. To me, also, I think I wanted a little bit more. I wanted mm-hmm. a little bit more, and mainly in the fights. When, when you know, he's take like, when he first fought the pirates in that first episode, when he fought, I think when he fought Arlong, that was probably the best amount, obviously. Yes. But I wanted to see more of, like, just him using his, like, just, like, even if it was, like, 
Like, just him slinging himself around. He didn't really sling himself around until the last episode. Right, and that's what part of what some of the, the draw to a lot of the action in the series is, like, there's going to be people who have weird powers. They're going to do weird stuff. And that's something that worries me a little bit going forward, is there's going to be a lot more devil fruits and a lot more yep. weird I, fights. I honestly thought they did a pretty good job with Kuro, even though I don't know that it was a one-for-one representation of his powers. But it was, but yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty close. Who did you say? Uh, the the guy with the sword hand, fingers. Oh, Kuro. Oh, Kuro. Yeah, sorry. I, I missed his name. I didn't know he was talking about. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I liked what they did with him, even though... I don't think that was exactly how the fight went, if I remember correctly. But no, different location. Different yeah. setting, too. Yeah. I mean, they took liberties, yeah. which, I mean, I, I, I'd like to discuss at some point that mm. some of the changes, that that change, that was probably my least favorite part of the series, um, that whole mini arc of the Usopp arc, mm. because they changed a lot there. Oh, they, yeah. they, they, they didn't and give Usopp his side, his little minions, which I thought was <laughs> endearing to Usopp. Like, I liked that you about Usopp. You missed Onion and Pepper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, so that was one change. Another I, change was they they changed they introduced the henchmen as like like more caretakers mm-hmm. in this one because like the henchmen the I forgot their name but the two cat henchmen uh, oh, yeah. they came out at the end to fight Zoro. They didn't. They weren't as they weren't part of part the, of the, the, uh, the, the staff. infiltrate the staff. And basically, they cut out the hypnotist member. They they cut out that guy, which I don't Jane think he is like a, he's he's a Michael Jackson. He's parody. a random weirdo. <laughs> Like they didn't cut. I don't think that was a big deal. But I think they did have his wanted poster in. Oh, did they? I yeah, yeah. It. There's a whole wall of uh, of other pirates, and his his okay. posters up there. So that Usopp, the whole Usopp thing was a little different. And then Usopp, like, he had a whole situation where he, like, he basically said that he was lying. He was like being, and he wanted to save the town. Mm. But he never had that moment. He never told Luffy like this town means you know a ton to me. I, I want to save this town. Obviously, he was trying to get the Marines to help to save the town, but, like, he never had that moment with Luffy about the town being, like, his his thing. He treasures the town, right? Mm-hmm. They obviously went the whole route of his mom dying. Is that how it happened in the anime? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah, that, that did seem, like, normal to me. But that was probably my biggest gripe with the changes. Uh, they had other changes, obviously, but that was the biggest one, and probably I did not like that whole mini arc. I will, I will say, like... It still kept Usopp as being endearing, but I feel like they're really slow playing. Like, you did get at least some semblance of his skills Mm. earlier on in the anime and manga. Like, in this series, up until maybe, like, the very last fight, he is just a straight-up bitch. Like, Uh, he does not do much of anything. And that's, honest. I mean... That's Usopp, though. That is pretty much Usopp. I I wish they had kind of ramped up his cowardliness and... uh, he does do a lot of lying, so that's true to his character. And I do like that. They, yes. they do, he does play them. He does play him well in that aspect. His like, like building himself up, but then like he's nothing of what he says. Right. right. Yeah. 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 He's got a lot of swagger, but not a whole lot of substance. Nothing to back it up. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm wrong then. I I just seem to remember he actually was involved with some fights, even though he wasn't doing much. I, I felt so, like he was, but I don't know. In in the Syrup Village story, they they. Yeah. The way they adapted it, um, I know originally he fights the character that they removed, Django, um, and... Who's Django? Is he the octopus guy? He's no, the Jang- guy, Django right? is the hypnotist. Oh, the hypnotist, sorry, yeah. yeah. So that was, I guess that, that, is, that so is kind of a bummer they removed. They kind of, I guess they downplayed his role in that story, and um, I don't actually remember what did he do in that he got the Marines, 
And then they he just went and got um, what's her name? Um, oh yeah, and then they were running from Kuro in the yeah. walls. Yeah, That's so then right. like they just he didn't really do much. He just warned them. Like she got mad at him. And in the anime, he like said like I'm lying. I'm just joking because he wanted to save face. But mm-hmm. this one, he like he's like no, I'm not leaving until you leave or till you're right, safe. Right. And then yeah. like Nami saved them basically by saying hey, we got to get out of here. Yeah. So I, I, it was I, just I, a I weird. Think, I think change. he did try to fight Kuro with Nami. So at least there's that. Oh, that's but, true. That's but true. I, I mean, he he didn't do like yeah. I don't know. Anyway, well, and it does kind of this does kind of play into how he fits into the crew of. Like, he's surrounded by these guys who are super competent, and he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, and isn't really that great at Good at anything, anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, that comes to a head much later on in the story, um, but, I, I yeah, mean, they didn't have a whole lot for him to they do They seem this. to be playing up that he's building his experience. Yeah. Well, and I'm okay that. with the way he is as a character, and I honestly, I thought his portrayal was really good, which mm-hmm. brings me to another point, which I thought that the Straw Hats... Obviously, being the main part of the story, we didn't really talk about the straw hats. And that's yet. that's what I was getting to. Is yeah. like that is the main part of the story. And I thought one of the highlights of this adaptation is that they were done so well. Like they the picked, casting, they picked some really of these guys actors. was like top yes. tier. Well, I just like I uh, I'm so blown away. Well, and one thing that also I I don't want to downplay with the casting selection is like it would have been really easy to pick like some semi famous person, kind of mm-hmm. like what they did with Cowboy Bebop, where it's like. You know, That's true. They're oh, not yeah. like super famous, but you you know who that person is. Like I don't know who any of these actors are, so it's right. really easy for me to be like, yeah, that's Luffy because who else would he be? Like I don't know. Yeah, and it's like you build hype just because you know their repertoire of like work, but like here, like because they're no names, it's almost like you start like second guessing, like can they do it right? Yeah. And I think there was a lot of that, especially with Luffy, because everyone has a hard on for Luffy. Mm. You know, for good reason. He's the titular character. He's gonna know. sell this series. He does. He he is the he is the series, right? And he did a great job. I yeah. mean, this guy he's a he's a Mexican uh, actor. He's uh, very young, and you can tell that he really tried to embody Luffy as much as possible. There were moments where it was a little bit much, but as a whole, I thought he did a great job. Uh, apparently, after the series stopped filming, he bought a boat and went off on adventures, and I was like, so he just is fucking Luffy. He is Luffy. <laughs> He's never going to outlive it. He's method acting. Yeah, right. That's the the extreme method acting. I heard he's going to carve a massive scar into his chest. <laughs> or at least get the tattoo. That would be a kind of sick tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but everyone else, I think, was great. Nami was, a, was I think, a highlight, too, especially mm-hmm. because... Like, like we said, they built this, basically her arc and the Arlong Park arc is just this, se- this season. Mm, yeah. And I thought, again, a good direction choice to make that the culmination of this season. And yeah. obviously we have the help me, you know, scene yes. as the culmination. And I yeah. thought that was just well directed. Mm-hmm. Her character did a great job, uh, especially selling the whole, like, you know, her being conflicted the entire time, her, like, at first, not wanting to be part of the group, just like Zoro, but also like knowing that she had a secret. I think that she was probably one of the better actors in that whole like mm-hmm. gang. Really, I also really liked. Yeah, I really liked Zoro. His acting yeah. was great, mm-hmm. and he did. You know, given like his acting had where he started, I was kind of worried because he he does he does downplay Zoro's goofiness. Zoro is a little bit of a goofy character. Yeah. He's very much like the very straight edge character. But he hits those dramatic scenes very well. And yeah. as they get to know each other better, there is some goofiness coming it, it out. It a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I do like that take on it. 
Sanji's the one weird one. It's not because of the acting. Sanji's actor does a great job. Oh, yeah. I just felt like I didn't get enough time with Sanji. And he does... I understand why, but it just feels like he's like, yeah, I just joined because whatever. And then, like, yeah, Yeah, it takes off. This was the boat. (laughs) It did feel very rushed. I think you'd mention that. I I was glad that they they downplayed his perviness and made it to be more, like, Suaveness, flirtiness, yes, flirtiness. Uh, Cast it no even like though it's that. failing. Yeah, and that's that's funny. I mean, mm. yeah, they, they did did that. Well, I, I also yeah, I did like that because it wasn't like bouncing off of them. It was more like yeah, just ignore him. He's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, right. But yeah. I, I will say like they downplayed the goofiness of Zoro, and I think that's what I said earlier about like as a whole, it didn't feel as goofy, hmm. and I think that's a good way to downplay it. Like allow Zoro not to be as goofy because right. like. His goofiness, a lot of the times, were when he was, like, super dramatic. You, he had, like, the whole big face, like you were talking about. it. Like, when I think of Zoro's goofiness, a lot of the times it was, like, him back and forth bickering with Luffy or, 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 or Sanji. Sanji. Or Sanji. Yes. And it's, like, he's big-headed, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, and you can't have that in real life. And they didn't get that. But they did have banter back and forth, like the Sanji-Zoro final mm-hmm. battle with yeah, the Harlong And they pirates. did incorporate one of his running bits of getting lost, where he's in um, the man in the... Uh, oh, banner, and he's yes, just like, he's like, I thought this was the way back yeah, to the house. house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he still had his his quirks that make him a, a, a comedic relief, right? Yes. Like he's he's still more. I wouldn't say he's a goofy character. I would say he's more of a. Luffy has this too, more like a oblivious or just kind of like like numbskull character. He's like he's a more, goofy, he's, he's a like, more serious character in a goofy world. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, and I think that, but I think that works in some aspects. Usopp's character was the one that grew on me the most because mm. I just straight up, for whatever reason, I didn't like the way his actor came across in the first few episodes. But then, like, the more screen time he got with him, the more it was like, oh, fuck, he really is buying in on this, like, he Captain really Usopp bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah. the episode where he got drunk and he was just oh. kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I just feel like that. You know, it's my buddy Mihawk. Let's, yeah. let's go see. Like, like I, I really did like him after that. This like, is my new best friend. <laughs> yeah, from the beginning, I liked him. I don't know. He, I think he embodied the like whole like grandiose like building up his character, even though he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that I'd like to see him portrayed down the road is where it kind of comes to a to a question like what like what does he bring to the table when yes. he's surrounded by these people? Like you said, like that question that Usopp tries to answer down the road is one of the biggest things about Usopp. Yeah, I I think being able to represent his sort of um, identity crisis or like imposter syndrome um, is going to be interesting to see and I hope that they do a good job with it. Um, Because he's a fun character. I I did really like the way he was portrayed. Um, And... Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough, yeah. but I, I I think all the actors seem to really be into their roles. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> they bought in. Yeah, sure. I, I've watched a couple of videos of them talking about One Piece and their characters, and I'm like, oh yeah, y'all know your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they you know did their research, and I mean I've heard that some of them are actual like weebs. Yeah, know? yes. I heard the Nami character, uh, she is actually you know into anime and manga, so. That's good. It allows them to really buy into it, and I could definitely see it. You know, it helps it sell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what did y'all think of the Nami interpretation? Because I, I honestly didn't remember. I was like, it felt like this was how her character was, but I couldn't tell because she was always kind of like upbeat or smiling in the drawings when I remember her. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What, what were you? What were your thoughts on that one? Um, so I, she is definitely very. 
shocked in in the manga uh, when she sees Buggy um, destroying like Orange Town where yeah. where he set up, and I think they captured that pretty faithfully. She's not a fan of pirates; they get that across, and which makes sense because of her exposure to Arlong. And the fishermen pirates. I guess I was just fascinated because she acted kind of like Ramona Flowers, where she was just like, you know, I'm in, I'm like, I'm interested in whatever y'all got going on, but I'm also like trying to play, like I don't, I'm not interested in being like your friends at all. Well, I think, I think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just think it's again like they they tone down the goofiness and like those moments aren't as apparent with her because her character she is goofy, I guess, but I, I do think that there was more of a maybe they they they. Like, they played more of the conflict of her story through this season a little bit more. Maybe we'll see that goofiness in the later seasons, right? Yeah. I think this one they focused on the more, like, when there was action, she was involved. But when mm-hmm. there was time to sit and, like, think about what's going to happen when she has to confront Arlong, when she has to betray these people, she was kind of, you know, feeling herself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, I, did, I did really like the a scene that they added um, was her kind of having a heart-to-heart with Kaya. With- Oh, with Kyra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, she's uh, talking to her about, um, I guess, the loss of uh, her parents, and she's coming from a place of, like, yeah, yeah, I have that, I have that too. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, I, I think that they did rely a lot on her for some um, emotional moments in mm-hmm. this season. Um, I'll be interested to see where they take her character forward, but I, I really like this actress, so I, I think she'll do a good job. Any any other thoughts on the characters? I mean, we had Kobe. We had, like, more interest in the Marines. Mm. I, I, I kind of liked... I just liked the interpretation of them all and the world that they kind of built around. Mm-hmm. I, I like... Um, so any thoughts on those before we kind of move forward? Or I do have some negative remarks on some characters. And I... As for portrayal and... Um, what's it called? Like, actors... I think everyone, actor-wise, was great. I think everyone did what they were supposed to do, like, direction-wise. Like, they sold it. I really bought into the characters. I don't think anyone was, you know, not, you know, essentially giving their all or maybe not a good actor. I don't think anyone was in that situation. I do... There were some characters I just couldn't get behind, mainly because of aesthetics. Mm. And I just feel like they were... It was it was kind of like riding that line of like too much of a real interpretation, like too much of a like what's it called like one to one interpretation or representation from the story. Like when I like the ones I can think of off the bat is I wasn't a huge fan of Shanks, wasn't a huge fan uh, fan of Mihawk and Kobe. So to give you a reason for all of them, like Shanks, for some reason his red wig just just kept like glaring at me. I don't know. I just like. Mm. And I understand that these characters all have different colored hair. You know, for some reason, I the Nami one wasn't sticking out to me more so than Shanks. But Shanks' actor just did not seem like Shanks to me. And I said this earlier, and this is the same for, I think, all three of these characters that I used. Like, sometimes they look like their own characters. They look realistic. They look like, like they're supposed to look. And then sometimes they look like cosplays. And mm-hmm. I just... It just doesn't feel like it's a like a TV series. It feels like it's just a cheap cosplay. And I, I think of uh, Shanks, and the other one that's really big to me is Mihawk, and only only because of his contacts. The I contacts think his were eyes whack. were really bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. contacts were like 
If the contact sizes were normal sized eyes, I think it would have been better. They made them bigger. Then that seem like like the the circulish like yeah. You know, mm. They seem like I, huge honestly, massive fucking Renin guns, and it was just too big. <laughs> and I, I was like, this looks cheap. It also kind of threw me off a little bit because I was just like, I kept looking at them, and I was like, and I was listening to his British accent. I'm like, did they get the guy who played Lucifer? What is going on here? <laughs> and I was like, but no, yeah, or maybe the guy from that T-Mobile ad that I keep seeing on. Yes. Oh, Ben Barnes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but uh, like, yeah, it's like Prince Cast. I will say that the that the character's portrayal, like his his delivery, was great. Mm. Like I, I love him as a character. I just thought the costume, but just the eyes, just like I'm just like I'm tired of looking at these eyes, man. These just look weird to me. Mm. And then Kobe, I hated how he hunched over the goddamn entire time. He <laughs> just like, oh, I don't know. So I feel like he just like tried, he, like the whole time he was just like this, like he was just like. And I, I watched the the first few episodes of the anime, and he is kind of like a yeah, smallish he, boy. But you don't again. That's another thing where like it, not everything has to be a hundred percent portrayal, mm-hmm. and like you don't have to do that. You don't have to method act every goddamn thing. I think, I think like you a, already have the pink hair, and <laughs> you're already kind of a pussy, and that's fine. Like he gets out of that, and he like betters himself as a character. But he didn't need to have the oh, I'm just kind of like a little guy kind of deal. So like that bothered me the entire time too. I think part of it was also probably a lot of actors still buy into this whole, you know, the Superman argument, where it's like, oh. I forget whoever told that story, but one of the, I'm forgetting the actor right now. I'm sure y'all will know it. Christopher Reeve? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The original actor, he always was like, you know, I play Superman, I stand straight up because he's always confident and strong, but when I play Clark Kent, I'm always hunched over. So a lot of people buy into that, like, well, if I'm playing a character that's not like confident in themselves, I gotta hunch over and I look weird. But yeah, and I can understand that. But to me, it just bothered me the entire time, and I don't know. It just mm. didn't need to be added to me. But yeah. those were the few like cast. I don't think it's a casting. I think it's a direction thing and maybe a portrayal thing that I was just like that. That could have been different. And again, the Mihawk thing was just the context. And Shanks, I just think that the red hair just seemed kind of just weird. It could have looked more naturalish, and that would have been fine because right. we could have still said that's still Shanks. He's got the scar. He's got the one arm. He's got the hat. I mean, he doesn't have the normal. But they gotta, be, gotta get the red hair because it's yeah. the red hair pirate. It can that, still I, be red. It doesn't have to be blazing red. It yeah, was. It was fairly true. bright. I, I I will admit that. I and. I found Nami's wig to be a little distracting. Really? And that's fair. And when I thought of it, I'm like, that one is kind of distracting too, but I think maybe because I got more of it, it just, I got used to it. Hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. I think, so I think we all got kind of like a different, yeah, we've, we've all kind of generally liked what they did, but there were definitely some detractions with maybe Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing's perfect. I definitely do think that there, but I definitely do think there was things that were, you know, could have been done better. And again, budgetary constraints maybe were part of it. We were talking about that earlier. But I think as a whole, I think they definitely, like, got the core of it. Like, there was moments where I was just, like, blown away. Like, again, the, the battle axe, the, the, the axe, the gum-gum axe moment where he defeats Arlong, I thought that was a perfect, like, adaptation. Like, almost one-to-one, and I thought it was done well. Honestly, I don't... And maybe I'm wrong about this. I don't think this the Garp fight was in the manga, but that was a. I really enjoyed that fight where it, it kind of was like flashing back with Garp's like past and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, because it didn't really tell you anything. Although if you, you know, have read One Piece, you kind of get the idea of like, oh, okay, this is what's going through Garp's head at the same time. So I liked, I liked that aspect that they added to it a little bit. Um, yeah, I really liked the the Garp addition to this as well. Um, 
it it is definitely you know it's not needed but i did enjoy him uh you know us getting to see him training up kobe and Telmepo. um and I liked. I actually liked yeah. Helmepo's arc, even though he was a total pain in the ass bitch. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, he, he is says, a pain in the ass. I like. I like that he's kind of starting to turn, and I'm like, yeah, I like that. I thought that was a good portrayal too. Yeah, yeah. he's a good side character that had a good portrayal. Mm-hmm. I liked him as he grew already, and uh, I was like, you know, this this guy adds value to the Kobe arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. What else? I mean, how are we feeling about like the sport? The uh, like hints at things moving forward. Like they referenced Jinbei, I definitely caught that yes, one. They did reference there was Jinbei. A, a lot of wanted posters action going on. And then they the, have Baroque works and yeah. the Oh game. yeah, the Baroque They're works. They, 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 they just went right into that one. Yeah. The, the smoke guy? Smoker, yes. Smoker, they referenced Smoker at the end. That one I'd be interested to see how it works. Right. That's gonna be a very special That's effects be a heavy trip. character. Super yeah. special effects. And like that was one thing that the CGI was very apparent, you know, we were kind of going all over the place, but when it was used, I thought it was used just fine. The only time that I saw it and I was like, ugh, was the time where Luffy did balloon up, mainly because <laughs> it was more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't like a, oh my god, that looks terrible. It was more just like, oh, that's apparent. I definitely saw some posts online that were like, why did they do that? And I was like, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I mean, no, I didn't. But I get, then again, like... I always hate when people do this shit. They're like, that didn't look real. I'm like, really? <laughs> Did you see... When was the last time you saw somebody blow themselves up like a balloon? Like, uh, how the fuck do you know what's real or not? Right. Yeah, yeah but anyway. Right. So, uh, I don't know. But, but yeah, yeah, that will be heavy CGI because, like, that will be heavy... Because, like, they'll have to focus on Luffy's fist going through his smoke body mm-hmm. while him keeping his body. Like, that is so heavy CGI. Well, if they adapt get it one-to-one, but I, who knows? But, I mean, that that has to be, like, that's how you, I feel like you'll get to introduce, I feel like that's how you have to introduce him yeah, when they sense. fight each other. Like, when, when Luffy, you know, goes after him to fight him and he, he encounters the fact that he literally can't hand, right, lay a hand right. on him, like, th- that'll be that moment and that'll be heavy CGI. Yeah, I'll so do we'll it again with Crocodile. That's true. That, that, that's a similar deal going on. I feel on. like they're going to have the same thing. Yeah, yes. basically. I, I don't know. Well, and they also, they could go in a slightly different direction, I guess, depending on what they want to do. But I am interested in that. Maybe they'll get more budget knowing how well it did. <laughs> yeah. But I guess, uh, to our point, we're kind of going to wrap up. Uh, what did y'all th- think, like, compared to the original One Piece? Which, if Let's say somebody that isn't familiar with the One Piece is try or One Piece is trying to get into this. Anime fan or not, I, I mean, take your pick. But let's say, would you start them with this live action adaptation or would you rather recommend going to the anime or the manga to kind of get into it? Hmm. I think it depends on their exposure to anime. Um, honestly, like, if they don't have that much exposure to it, it might be an easier on-ramp to start with this series. Like, hey, it's bite-sized. Or, honestly, they've come up, they've made a lot of um, movies that are summations of these arcs. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one for, like, all of the East Blue. There, I think there's one for the Arlong Park arc. Um, there's one for some of the arcs that are upcoming, like Alabasta and um, uh, Drum Island, where they meet Chopper. Um, so, maybe pushing them towards that. Like, okay, so you would still recommend kind of like the the anime summations, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it also I think it depends. I think it depends what their what their comfort level with that medium is. Okay. Well, 
Uh, that's a good question. I honestly don't think I would use this as an entry to it just because uh, I think you'll be so jarred when you watch this and then you watch the anime of how goofy it, it really is. Um, especially if you're not into the goofiness. I think if you're going to be interested in One Piece anyway, just go ahead and start watching it before you get 2,000 episodes behind. Mm -hmm. I think this is good standalone. Like, if you don't even have to want to watch One Piece. If you just want to watch a kind of a weird, like, piratey setting situation, I think this is a cool show. Like, not mm -hmm. even looking at it as an anime, as a One Piece fan, I think it's just a good show that you could like and be like, oh, this is cool. And then maybe you could start dabbling in it. But I don't think it necessarily has to be like, oh, you can watch this and it'll help you get into One Piece just because I think it's a little different. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a fair interpretation because the way I view this is it's a fun kind of like its own yeah, thing. I don't think this is going to build you into like anime or anything because those well. two medias are totally different. Mm -hmm. So I think you're either going to like this series for what it is and you may not even be interested in the anime at all yeah. even though it's the same exact thing. But I, I think this would be, I think this is a good, like, piece of media to enjoy, certainly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I think that you could probably recommend this to pretty much anybody, and they yeah. would at least, and they would enjoy certain aspects of it, mm -hmm. I would imagine. Yeah, honestly, like, I think of, like, all my friends who like superhero stuff, like Marvel stuff, I don't think that this would be a far-fetched thing just to watch, to, like, enjoy, mainly because there is, like, the grandiose aspect of, like, powers and stuff like that but it's not too wild mm -hmm. and and it's just a fun watch so that th those are some people that i think of that i have friends that don't do anime that i think could enjoy this mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. i have some family members who started watching this and were really into it and were upset that or just wishing there was more and i i wanted to say you know there is more there is a lot more if you want it, and then the monkey's paw would, one of the and fingers curl. would curl. Yeah. Exactly, no. <laughs> but it's like, no, this can be enjoyed for what it is. Yeah, you don't have to get into the whole grand scheme of everything. This is, well, and I, because I know that they're going to do more, I think just stick to this. I think this is a good way to absorb it. I think it does it pretty well. Uh, I think the highlights are hit pretty well mm -hmm. when it comes to capturing the biggest moments in in the series. Like you said, we they took the liberties of cutting some things out, but the things they cut out, I think were fine. I mean, that's honestly the better adaptation of like One Piece to me is when you cut out some of the flesh cuz I've been trying to get rid of some of this fat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess that does like just beg one more question. I guess is like do you think if if Oda was to speed up the process with that like he has kind of done with this live action series would that be for the better or for the worse i guess it would just be totally different though at the end of the day i mean it could be pretty that, different here yeah. well i mean like i said i these movies some the movie length summations exist i think to kind of deal with the the bloat of this of this long running series what are you talking about those are cash grabs and you know it <laughs> fine they're good i'm not saying they're bad i'm just saying they're cash <laughs> you, they say they're double or triple dipping into the same absolutely they're taking yes. that udder and drawing it just wringing it out yeah. <laughs> i don't disagree with that assessment uh, i'm but, i but, mean every i'm not saying that no one else is guilty of it i know dragon ball z does it i know naruto does it with this six thousand movies they don't deserve yeah <laughs> i guess 
I asked that question, I feel like an asshole because I, I hate those stupid questions where it's like, this would be better or worse. But no, I think it would be different. I kind of liked this streamlined thing because I think it it's one of the big problems that I personally have with the series, which is like, just get to the get fucking to the point. <laughs> but I, I mean, I can see why Oda, with the medium that he is in, is taking a lot more time and kind of expanding upon his characters and his world as it was. So, um, anyway, yeah. So all that was a long winded of saying that there's no great way to answer that question. All right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I think that's basically all we got. Uh, final thoughts, guys. Anything else? It's definitely a watch. It's definitely a. I mean, as a One Piece fan, it's got to be a must watch. As an anime fan, I still think it's a must watch because this is one of the better adaptations. And it's just fun. Um, yeah. And then to anyone who's curious about it, just watch it. It's, I think it's done really well. Uh, the production value is pretty good. Um, and I'm, I'm, another thing is eight episodes is great. A good way to absorb mm-hmm. it. 45-ish to maybe an hour each one. Nothing yeah. too crazy long. Each episode feels very good. Yeah. Overall, very very good uh, adaptation. Mm-hmm. Colin, thoughts? Um, yeah, I think that they did a great job with that, with this adaptation. Um I really enjoyed watching it. I teared up during certain parts of it because I was just like, I can't believe that I'm seeing people act this stuff out and the story being like the in put forward in a, a more physical uh, portrayal. And I'm excited to see more of it. Anyone who has even the passing interest in this show should watch it. Fair enough. And I guess I kind of just feel the same way. I personally... The live action resonated with me better, as we talked about with my art issues with it. But, I mean, I think both series are legit to check out. And if you like one, you might like the other, or you might not like the other. I think it's just kind of both have their own merit, merits and detriments to them. But uh, this series is definitely worth at least checking out to see if it's up your alley. So I'll give it the nod on that one. Um, and let's see. Uh... So that's all we got. We didn't have a manga this week because this was kind of like a special guest episode. But our manga for next week, we're going to have to read all of One Piece. So, uh, <laughs> I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. I'm That's off. not a good joke. <laughs> all right. right. I'm out. No. This is the One Piece episode. I told you, after this, One Piece sucks. <laughs> Fair enough. So I don't even have to ask. You're going to be like, did read it? It sucks. All right. Exactly. Yeah. I all right. read it. I said I read the 800 chapters or something. Well, thanks for our listeners for staying with us for this long. And thank you for Colin for coming in as a special guest. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks, problem. Thanks, Ozzy, for coming in like on a more regular basis. That's very nice of it's you. That's what I do. Yeah. And uh, thanks again to me. Not to toot my own horn. I'm, hey, thanks, Lily. Pretty Logan. awesome. Um, but anyway. He's okay. Y'all. <laughs> All right. Um, if you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to suggest a topic, shoot us an email at uh, raleighanime at gmail.com. And until next time, y'all have a great rest of your week and stay happy and healthy out there. But later. Bye. See ya.